Welcome to Mother's Haven, a podcast where mothers are challenged to try for more through access to help, hope, and a pathway to healing. Every mother goes through various phases and seasons where the daily navigates distress, discomfort, and wholesome experiences. I have personally walked the path of various pain points and experienced certain life-changing situations in my own journey, which actually brings me here to offer you a hand to help, a voice of hope, and a pathway to healing. Each time you listen, a rush of liberation comes through because I'm here to validate your freedom and also to challenge you to be a mother and much more. Welcome once again to another super excited episode on Mother's Haven Podcast. You will be so amazed and so grateful and happy as well by the time this episode is completed because we have an amazing guest, a unique guest, someone you do not find, trust me, <laughs> every time. And um, without further ado, I'll just allow her to introduce herself and tell us everything she would like us to know about her in a short possible moment. Over to you, my amazing guest. Thank you. Has anyone listening to us and telling up? I'm asking you this as well. I'm asking myself too. Have you been up in the middle of the night with a baby that just would not sleep? They keep waking up every one hour, two hours, or a toddler, or just a child of any age at all. Has that happened to you before? Oh, I'm yes. Yes, yeah, so my two hands are up, my legs as well. <laughs> <laughs> and many moms always tell me, yes, as well as dads, and even some grandparents as well. So I'm sh- we're not the only ones here to be talking about many, many parents all around the world are up at night with a baby, a toddler, a child that is just not sleeping very well. My name is Zainab, also known as Dr. Zainab Sleep Nanny. I'm a certified infant and child sleep coach. I help tired, busy parents to get their evenings back, to improve their health, to improve their productivity. And I do this by resolving their child's sleep problems. So I help them to basically help their child sleep better and they can also sleep better. That's who I am. Thank you for having me tonight. Wow, wow, wow. Super amazing. I I, I mentioned earlier that she is not one person that you see every time. She's very unique. And having someone specialized in helping you solve sleep problems especially for your children your infants and your toddlers is definitely a miracle if you ask me so dr zayla my first question to you would be how important is sleep really because i see so many african mothers grandmothers fathers grandfathers caregivers who actually feel or believe that it's a sacrifice that they have to make. Their sleep must just be sacrificed <laughs> as a mm. parent or a caregiver to an infant or a toddler or a young child. So how how would you how would you emphasize the importance of sleep? And also you mentioned productivity. How will you teach us 
how important sleep is to ensuring that we live more productive and efficient lives. And not just in relation to having children who are not sleeping, but even adults who do not even sleep well. So what, what would be your advice to them? What would be the knowledge, the wisdom that you would like to provide to them? Well, Tim Tepo, you're right. A lot of the kind of objections we get from some cultures, including African cultures, is, well, it's normal for a child not to sleep well. It's normal to have sleepless nights. In fact, one of the things parents, you know, are told when they're about to have a child or when they, they have a newborn is, oh, you're not sleeping very well. Oh, you're don't worry, it's normal. Oh, don't worry, they'll outgrow it. You know, it's normalized. And that is correct to an extent in terms of we expect babies, especially newborns, to have broken sleep. So that is absolutely correct. However, what is the way a lot of people are misinformed is the other statements you made where they feel like a sleep has to become sacrificial as in you need to be sleep deprived just because you're a parent what we forget is that not only are you as the parent suffering a lot of people don't realize that even the child not sleeping very well also has a detrimental effect to them what i would like to ask is if i gave you two 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 options and i gave you an opportunity as a parent to sleep well and your child to sleep well in a bundle, and I gave you another bundle of option where you're not sleeping well and your child is not sleeping well. Which one will you choose, Timmy Tope? I would go for the bundle where I sleep well and my child sleeps well. Okay. It would be <laughs> interesting to know what our listeners would choose as well. I know what I would choose. I would choose to sleep well and my child to sleep well. And to answer your question why, I'm going to flip it over a little bit and I'm going to go with the other side. Where we are the sleep deprived, which is what, from what you said, people would say it's normal. When you dig deeper and I ask parents, how, do, okay, so how are things with you? How do you feel? You know, how's life going? The common complaints I get, and this is something I've personally been through myself. And, you know, I don't know if you've been through this, but this is what actually drove me to become a sleep coach. It was my own personal experience as a, as a sleep deprived mom. So I'm a medical doctor and I'm specialized in mental health. And when my baby was around two months old, you know, up until that point, I had not been sleeping very well because she wasn't sleeping very well. We were up kind of every hour and a half, two hours. And like a few nights, uh, we had like three different nights, not in a row, but in a space of kind of a few weeks where we didn't even sleep at all through the night. And she was clearly exhausted, crying, shattered. I did what we normally do, rocked, rocked her to sleep, feet to sleep. Everything you can think about backed her. I, it got to a point I even had to put her in a pushchair and take, take her outside of the house <laughs> just to try to wow. get some air and see if she'll calm down. Nothing was working. Nothing. Wow. And I remember one of during the there was a particular week on two separate episodes, I was I burst out crying for no reason. No reason. I had, I think, managed to finally pull her down for a nap, left the room, and I just started crying for no reason. No reason. <laughs> Nothing had upset me. No one had upset me. What am I trying to get out of here, of this conversation? You see, when I noticed that, when I had those two, those two episodes of tearfulness, unprovoked tearfulness, I 
I mentioned my field because remember I said I'm a doctor and I'm specializing in mental health. I'm a psychiatrist. I noticed, I picked out for myself that I was starting to have postpartum depression and also postpartum anxiety. But the difference with me was that I knew the symptoms. I picked it up quickly because I knew what it felt like. I, I've worked with, with mothers um, perinatal in perinatal mental health, basically mothers with young babies. I've worked with them for their mental health. So I've seen the other end of this. I've seen sleep with five moms that have had depression, anxiety, psychosis, and all sorts of mental health problems. So I knew what was happening to me, even though it was at the, at the earliest stage, I was able to pick it up quickly. And I said to myself, not on my watch. <laughs> so I quickly linked it and I realized that actually those tears were random, but why did I cry? I, I did nothing had upset me. I was happy to have this beautiful baby. Then it hits me. It's because I, I wasn't sleeping well. <laughs> it was a sleep deprivation. So when we are sleep deprived, I told you mine, I was de- getting depressed. I was getting anxious. In fact, I couldn't even do anything. M- most of my days, there was zero productivity. I, I, I had this, what, you know, what you'd call like a brain fog. I couldn't think clearly. I couldn't concentrate on anything. I couldn't really enjoy much that I would plan my whole day. I would want to do this, 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 this. But because my baby wasn't sleeping, I wasn't sleeping. To even get us to do those activities, it it was just, it just became, you know, impossible sometimes. And when I have these conversations with moms, so I'm going back to the African moms. when 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 I speak to some friends, family members, who, when I kind of initially ask them, oh, you know, how's your baby sleep? I find that moms tend to downplay it. And, and I realize it goes back to the cultural thing we're talking about because we're told it's normal. So actually some will tell me, oh yeah, my child's sleeping okay. It's, it's okay. I mean, he just wakes up, you know, he only wakes up kind of, you know, five times in the night <laughs> and he's sleeping okay. And then they say, well, you can sleep, and I, you can sleep a bit better. And the more I kind of dig deeper, it all starts to come up. And then they're telling me I can't concentrate. They're telling me, you know, I, I've been feeling depressed. I've been feeling anxious. I've not been able to do much. Um, I feel ashamed. You know, it all starts to come up. So essentially, sleep, when we're sleep deprived, we can't function properly. Most people don't function properly. We have problems with our memory. We find it difficult to make decisions. We find it difficult to solve problems. And One of the biggest ones that moms always tell me is I'm short-tempered. I don't know if you've experienced this, Timothy, or you know anyone that has. We become irritable. Yes, I have. We're we're irritable. Checks for me too. Yeah. Exactly. And then I I ask moms, okay, if you're some people tell me they pick up, they just pick random fights with their husband, they're short-tempered with the with the kids. You, you know, even the child that you're struggling with to get their sleep. How nice do you, you think they don't feel feel your emotions? You think they can't sense that you're being short-tempered? So all these things affect, it, is, it affects you. And then it also affects those around you. It affects your loved ones as well when we are sleep deprived. So what are the benefits of sleep? On the flip side, sleep is restorative. When we sleep, we conserve energy. We give our body the ability to function. There are certain functions in the body that happens when we rest. We have our, our, our rest and digest system, and then we have our 
kind of fight and flight system. So there's certain parts of systems in our body that needs us to have that rest so that they can work properly. Sleep is like a detox to our brain. It helps us to cleanse unwanted chemicals from, from our brains. Sleep is so important for our health, our physical health, our mental health. There are many conditions that we know that are triggered by poor sleep. There are many conditions, that's physical and mental health conditions. There are many, we also know that um, illness as well can manifest as poor sleep. So this would link more to the adults that you asked um, about. Some ish, some medical problems, be it physical health problems or mental health, can also manifest as poor sleep. It's so underrated. I'm too underrated the effects of sleep on our children. This is one that I know that a lot of parents don't even realize. So it's bad enough that they can't even articulate the effects of sleep or the lack thereof on, on themselves. How much more the effects of sleep or the lack of it on their, on their children? So when people say, oh, you know, it doesn't matter. We should, you know, sleep is self-sacrificial, etc." A lot of times, sometimes, even the, our babies, even our children are not getting the best sleep either. And sleep plays a vital role in their development. It plays a vital role in child development. It plays a vital role in their cognitive abilities. So this is how, you know, they think. This is, you know, things like their memory. Um, it plays a vital role in their, in their physical health. Things like our immunity. So sleep helps us to build our immunity, but it also helps with our children's immunity. Emotions, I talked about mental health earlier. Sleep helps us to have better control of our emotions. Well, if you, if you notice when you've rested well, you're more patient. And it's the same about children. When I help my child, my baby, said baby, to sleep better, one of the first things I noticed was her mood changed. She was so much happier. She would wake wake up smiling this was a baby that would wake up crying <laughs> before so you know you see some parents their child is very very cranky when they're going to sleep they're very very cranky when they wake up and they just take it as normal and when that child starts to sleep better i hear parents say you know i saw a big change in their mood and i certainly saw that in my baby even their growth growth hormones which helps you know with kind of cell reproduction cell regeneration are secreted in our, in our in our children at certain stages of sleep so then sleeping well properly allows them to go through the full cycles of sleep so that those growth hormones can actually be released and do their job well so i hope i've been able to convince you <laughs> that sleep is very beneficial not just to us but also to our children wow awesome you have successfully convinced me <laughs> if, <laughs> if i if i had any doubts of which i i actually don't and now i'm even more super informed and i actually love how you, you're able to link the benefit of sleep to our health even as adults because most of the time we tend to magnify productivity as doing everything we need to do even if 
it comes at the cost of our sleeping well. But here you've been able to mention it emphatically that sleep is as important as living a successful, purposeful, and productive life. And that that really, really drives home a whole lot of points for, for me as well. And I, I love how you also spoke about and explained clearly and illicitly how it's not our responsibility as parents to sacrifice our sleep. It's actually, it also helps the child. You can see how the mood of the child changes. She doesn't wake up crying or he doesn't wake up crying. They wake up with smiles on their face, like they're happy, they slept well. Mm. And that's because our emotions also rub off on them and even the older children as well. And it, it shows in, in every other thing that we do. You know, when you even sleep well, you think better, you think clearly, Absolutely. and you're able to come up with more innovative ideas and envision greater and better things and bring about solutions to even your day-to-day problems. It brings a lot of clarity as well. So honestly, you have done absolute justice to the question. Thank you. Okay, so now this brings me to my next question. You know, you have told us so much how beneficial sleep is, even to the child and to the adult, and how it helps our productivity and all. But now I would really like you to dive into the section of where um, some African parents or people have this thoughts in their mind that you can't train a child how on how to sleep. It's you can't really create a routine around the sleep of a child, mm. especially toddlers. So when when they're much grown, you can instruct them to go and sleep and probably the fear of the parents would definitely make them just get into their beds and sleep off. But perhaps <laughs> the time where the children are scared, quote unquote, when they're still toddlers and um, little infants, it's this African belief that you, you, you really can't train those category of children to have mm. a sleep routine. So I, I would like you to demystify or, or correct or actually enlighten us, enlighten us on what is the actual truth, truth when it comes to the sleep pattern, the sleep routines of infants and toddlers specifically. Mm. And also the younger children, where applicable. Yeah. So it might interest you to know that I actually work with children from newborn, so a baby that was born today, all the way up to six, even sometimes up to seven years old. Wow. That's such a range, isn't it? And the reason I'm telling you that is because I want you to understand that what you're going to do for a newborn is not the same as what you're going to do for a six, seven-year-old, okay? So once we can at least have that picture, then to answer the African culture, and I must tell you, it's not just Africans, there are other cultures that also believe this or are not so sure about these things, is it's not one thing. <laughs> when most people think about helping a child sleep better, which is basically what sleep training is, is helping... The, is a process of 
helping our, our children to understand and realize that they can actually fall asleep independently. That's all sleep training is. But that process is a, it, it embodies different things. So one of the first things people, or the most common things people tend to talk about is sleep routine, sleep routine, sleep routine. But what people don't understand is what is a sleep routine? (laughs) That's really where we need to start from. The sleep routine you're going to use for a newborn that was just born today can't be the same as for a six-year-old, for example. The amount of sleep that a newborn needs is not the amount of sleep a six-year-old needs. The way a newborn is going to need to fall asleep and the help that a newborn needs to fall asleep is not going to be the same as a six-year-old. Why? Because they're developmentally different. That's basically the, you know, the bottom line. So in that breath, saying you can't, you know, teach a child, an infant or a toddler how to sleep or set a routine for them, or it doesn't work or is only going to work because they're scared. Well, I agree that in some cases, the child probably is just going to sleep because they're scared. (laughs) And that's probably because their parent, even the parent that's helping that child to sleep or telling them to go to bed has not done the fundamental work. What I mean by that is the informed work that would actually allow the child to go to sleep. The child would want to actually go to sleep happily. That's what we want. So going to sleep is not torture. Going to sleep is not something that you have to do because your parents are making you do it. Going to sleep becomes a pleasure for the child. When it's time to sleep, they know it's time to sleep and they're eagerly, (laughs) they're more than happy to go because they become, become accustomed to it they, 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 you know, it's something that they look forward to. It's a pleasure to them as well. The same way as an adult, you know, I always joke and tell people that it's ironic that when we're kids, when our parents tell us, go to bed, you feel like, oh my goodness, you know, they, they want you to miss out on all the fun, right? And this is something we see a lot in the toddlers, for example. And then when we become adults, <laughs> we want sleep as long as we don't get to sleep because we're so busy, right? And it's like, all that sleep I missed out on when I was a young child. <laughs> I wish I could just take it back today. So my point here is that it's not true that you can't help a child sleep better. Thank you so, so much, Dr. Zainab. You've done an outstanding work educating us, enlightening us about the actual importance things to take note of when it comes to proper sleep patterns for for toddlers and for children generally. And you also spoke about how effective it is for for toddlers to have the appropriate and conducive environment to be able to self-settle. Thank you so much. But we're going to continue in the next episode because I, I, I can already tell that you have a lot a lot of knowledge packed for us. You have a lot of knowledge that we can learn from as mothers and which can help us to live more productive and more sleep healthy lives. Thank you so much to our listeners to catch the second episode, the second part with Dr. Zainab. Kindly make sure you subscribe to Mother's Heaven Podcast. Thank you.
Thank you for joining us on this episode on Mother's Haven Podcast. I believe you've had a life-changing and liberating experience. To connect with us or reach out for support, we got you. Kindly send us a DM on Instagram at Mother's Haven or on mothershaven.com. Also, kindly hit the subscribe button to catch every new episode of our validating and inspiring content. Do also leave us a review. We'll love to hear from you. Thank you.